situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. He didn't do anything wrong in this situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. situation is worse than losing he didn't do anything wrong in this situation he took a pitch in the back he got beamed for crying out loud we used heart attack Me. managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions he didn't do anything wrong in credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor What's going on, everybody? I want to talk a little bit about the Las Vegas Raiders because I think this is a very pivotal year for their franchise. And if you look through the NFL, you could probably say this about a handful of teams. But I believe this is a team that, with a couple legit moves, could put themselves in legitimate contention. You look at Max Crosby, you look at Josh Jacobs, you look at, obviously, Devontae Adams, and some of the talent that they have there, and it looks like they might have found a coach. Antonio Pierce, who took over as the interim head coach last year, made a great impression on the team and has gotten the main job. I'm looking at this draft, and I think they might have made a mistake last year by moving on from Derek Carr. Now, you can make the case that the Raiders kind of maybe fell victim to Josh McDaniels and anything that he was able to sell to them or convince them as far as you know what type of control he was going to have over the organization. And obviously, it didn't work out. He sold them a bill of goods on maybe Jimmy Garoppolo being the next Tom Brady or maybe the possibility that Tom Brady was going to come back himself and be the quarterback of that team. But I think... The first major mistake they made was moving on from Derek Carr at the end of the 2022 season. A quarterback situation last year, Jimmy Garoppolo obviously didn't work out. They went to rookie Aiden O'Connell, who I think is okay, but I don't look at him as a big-time quarterback. I'm sorry. you know, Prove me wrong, Aiden O'Connell, but when I look at the Raiders in this draft, I think it's very imperative that they put themselves in the mix to get one of the top quarterbacks in this draft. And as has been reported several times already, there's a good chance that as many as six quarterbacks could go in the first round of this draft. Now, listen, there's a lot of other talent out there in the draft, and I think you, you go through this phase where everybody gets obsessed over a quarterback, and then I think the reality starts to set in, and the other positions, which have more talent for the most part, end up getting selected. So I, I look at a guy like a Bo Nix, perhaps a Michael Penix, and maybe both of them end up getting taken in the second round or later. But odds are the number one overall pick in the draft is going to be Caleb, Caleb Williams from uh, USC. You know, Drake May out of North Carolina, probably going number two to Washington. New England may take a quarterback. If they do, they'll probably take Jalen Daniels out at LSU. So Quarterbacks are going to go very quick in this draft. And the past history has shown that if there is teams that could use a quarterback, they're obviously going to reach a little bit with the hopes that they grab somebody 
that could turn out to be something. I've talked about past drafts where quarterbacks haven't been at a premium. They're a little bit better this year. Like I said, Williams, May, and Daniels, even J.J. McCarthy should all go in the top 10 in the draft this year. How does this apply to the Raiders? Raiders sit here currently with the number 13 overall pick. Odds are those four quarterbacks are going to go before the Raiders select. So what they would have to do, and I'm not in the boardroom with them, so I don't I don't know what the thought process is, but is there one of those four quarterbacks that appeal to them the most? Maybe is the most in regards to the system that they're trying to play there. Is it Williams? If it is, well, you're going to have to trade up with the Chicago Bears and obviously the price tag is going to be exorbitant. You know, you're going to actually get the Chicago Bears not only a lot of picks but probably a big time player. And I don't know if the Raiders are willing to part with a big time player. Hey, uh, you know, a Max Crosby or a uh, Devontae Adams type could very well be what the Bears are looking for. And the Bears seem to be okay and content with holding on to the number one overall pick to select Williams. That What does that mean for Justin Fields? Listen, that's a different story. You know, Justin Fields is going to be in a situation where he, he, he may have a chance to pick his next destination. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. If the Raiders decide that... Uh, you know they they want the number one overall pick. Then they're going to have to go out of their way to convince the Bears that they don't want Williams. I think the Bears want Caleb Williams. So if I'm the Raiders, there's a couple options. You could trade up into the top three. Like I said, the Bears at this point might be a little tough to trade into. The Washington Commanders looks like they need a quarterback themselves. So I think they're taking Drake May. Maybe they take Jalen Daniels. But the bottom line is the the football team, the formerly known as the Redskins, the Commanders, are probably going to select their next quarterback with the number two overall pick. New England's going to be interesting. Moving on from Bill Belichick. Jared Mayo is the, the new head coach there. They, they're, they're looking to turn the page from the Belichick era. Mac Jones has been their quarterback. They're, odds are they may be willing to move on from him. Do you consider moving from 13 to, let's say, 3 in a draft and maybe trade with New England? Arizona's got the number 4 overall pick. They have a quarterback in Kyler Murray. The Las, Ve the Los Angeles Chargers obviously have Justin Herbert and the number 5 pick. So if you're the Raiders, there is a legitimate shot, not just trading for the number 1 pick, but to trade for either 3, 4, or 5, which is going to cost you considerably less. I believe it's a must-play that the Raiders take a quarterback in the first round of the draft. We'll see how it works out. Um, you hear about the disappointing news about Kodai Senga, the Mets' top pitcher. is probably going to miss the first couple months of the season with an issue with his shoulder. And I finally got the response that I was looking for. Because we were wavering all offseason, and you were wondering, all right, 2014 with the New York Mets was going to be a transition year, a year where they let you know they don't go active in free agency, but we don't know we didn't know what it meant. Did it mean that they just weren't going to add big players? They weren't going to add a ton of salary. You know, Steve Cohen was tired of spending a lot of money on payroll for a team that finished in fourth place last year. All of that could have been true, but what I was looking for is the sign over whether the Mets. And the player of baseball oper operations, David Stearns, who I'm going to from now on refer to as 
POBO, obviously the acronym for play, President of Baseball Operations. POBO has made it clear that very, he very well could be willing to sacrifice the 2024 season for the future of the New York Mets. He hasn't said that publicly yet, but I think his reaction to the Kodai Senga news is the official announcement that the New York Mets are willing to punt the 2024 baseball season. And that's a shame because Pete Alonso is in the last year of his contract, could very well leave as a free agent at the end of the season. I don't think he wants to. Francisco Lindor is going to be wasting another year of the prime of his career. And you have one of the most elite closers in baseball in Edwin Diaz, who probably didn't sign up, you know, that near $100 million contract with the New York Mets. So the Mets cannot try for a season. And I think it's a bad look for the fans. And if you're a fan, like, like I am, you have plans set up for the season of how you're going to watch your games. How, how much are you going to fan? Everybody fans differently, right? You know, so I'm thinking about different road trips, different amount of games that I'm going to either go to or not go to, whether or not the team really gives a damn and is, is trying. And obviously everybody on the field from the coaching staff down to the players is going to be trying and giving their all. But when the Pobo isn't, it's disappointing. You know, and I understand his goal is to build a sustainable winner for a long period of time. But we're going to look back at the 2024 season and maybe in 2025, 2026, 2027, you know, things will be a little bit better and nobody will care about 2024. But you know what? We still have to live through this season. And it's a disappointing, a disappointing gesture that the Mets Pobo has decided to punt on the 2024 baseball season. As we jump into DeLorean, crank it up to 88 miles an hour, we are going into the time machine, talking about saving sports history here in the past ball show. Everything that I discuss right now will have happened in sports history on the day of February 24th, which is today. So we go all the way back to the year of 1917. Smokey Joe Wood, a prominent pitcher, two-time World Series champion with the Boston Red Sox. In fact, in 1912, went 34-5 with 10 shutouts. He was sold to the Cleveland, at the time, Indians. Now, Smokey Joe Wood had a very good career up to this point, but his arm was shot. I think he would have admitted it. He ended up making a conversion into an outfielder and played all the way through 1922, including a World Series championship with the Cleveland Indians in 1920. 1980, you heard a couple days ago on the PBS, we talked about the miracle on ice, the biggest upset in the history of professional sports or amateur sports or any sports whatsoever. But this is the culmination of that because that happened in a semifinal game in 1980 between the United States and the Soviet Union. USA, they ended up winning the gold medal today in 1980, beating Finland. 1982, Wayne Gretzky sets an NHL record with his 78th goal in a season en route to 92. 1989, Roberto Duran becomes the WBC welterweight champion. That was his fourth different title in a fourth different weight class. 2002, the USA Olympic hockey team wins another gold medal, led by Joe Sackick and Joe Roman Ginla, two goals each. They end up winning the gold medal in Salt Lake City. 
Born on this day, Hannes Wagner, one of the greatest shortstops, in my opinion, the greatest shortstop in the history of Major League Baseball, was born on this day in 1874. Hall of Fame first baseman designated hitter Eddie Murray, one of the rare players that hit both 500 home runs and had 3,000 hits. Born on this day in 1956, Floyd Mayweather Jr., arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time, 50-0, undefeated. Born on this day in 1977. And in 1926, we lost one of the great pitchers in all baseball history. Eddie Plank of the Philadelphia Athletics passed away. And we also lost Tony C., Tony Canigliaro, one of the better young players in the history of the Boston Red Sox. Looked like he was on his way to a great career until he was hit in the eye by a pitch thrown by Jack Hamilton, which derailed his career. He passed away on this day in 1990. This is the Past Ball Show brought to you by JohnPLA.com, by St. Alwish's Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, one passion food truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. If you're interested in hearing me flap my yap mouth, you could check out my content on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Videos on YouTube, also podcasts available on YouTube as well. And if you subscribe to any of those sites, check out my top 10 all-time series, which I've done now 46 different versions of it. The top 10 things that happen in all types of different measures of baseball history. And please comment, and obviously your feedback is well appreciated. We'll be back with you soon. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.